eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, we have a lovely podcast. We have so many things. We had a big uh, podcast meeting before this. We are lined and ready to lined up and ready to rock. What's up, Al? What? I don't know. Uh, I found something. Uh, I've been meaning to bring this up for a while, but I keep forgetting to write it down on my notepad, and I finally did today. Amazing. If you don't, if make I don't a write it down, note, you don't remember stuff. Because this comes up quite a bit, and I know other people have um, experienced this in life, and I don't ever recall hearing it discussed anyway. And that is when you use a public bathroom or a public. Uh, like we have a, a cafeteria here, not yeah. a cafeteria, a, a commissary. Break, a commissary. Like they don't serve food, but there's a sink back there. Yep. There's the coffee machines, that sort of thing. And there's a roll of paper towels. A kitchen area. A kitchen area, Jerry, with some paper towels. A low key disgusting thing is when you go to use the paper towels and see wet fingerprints on it. Yeah. Because that means somebody, I, I don't Wash know if they Wash their hands, you would hope. You would hope. But maybe, did they use soap? Did they not use soap? Were they washing their hands because something disgusting was on their hands? Then they grab the paper towel the thing. Yeah. And, like, I go back there to wash out my uh, coffee cup every day mm-hmm. and dry it with the paper towels. I, I don't want to put somebody's fingerprints into my coffee cup to right. dry it. But you also don't want to waste... Because it's not just one or two paper towels. It's wet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's soaked through. through. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know what to do. Nothing. You rip the paper towel off and you use it. Yeah. I, I'm I, the wrong person to ask today because, you know, I cut my bagel. How so? There's a bagel slicer in there from when Craig bought it about yes. nine years ago. I don't think it's been used in probably seven years. Yeah. It was sitting on the uh, the heating vent. Yeah, you're like, I'll use this bagel cutter. I'm like, I wonder if anybody used this. Clearly not because it was hot. It was just sitting on the heat, <laughs> and then I opened it. My God, there's a lot of dust in there. And I just jammed the bagel in there, sliced it. Got a beautiful cut. Probably ate some dust, some uh, germs. Eh. That was actually a gift from an intern many years. It's a great ago. gift. It was a great gift that was for a the gift office. From an intern, yeah, wow. a really nice quality bagel cutter. That is, and let me tell you something. That cut that bagel. Yeah. No blemishes. No blemishes, right. Phenomenal cut. Through the dust and everything. You threw the dust and everything, and then I put it back. <laughs> Plus, if it was uh, if it got hot from sitting on the heater. That's nice. It keeps your bagel warm, like a warm knife cutting through. That's true. Like a knife through butter. Like a hot knife through butter, Jerry. So, yeah, so germ-wise, I'm not really the person to talk to today Yeah, it after happens, doing that. It happens sometimes, too, like if you use a bathroom in a restaurant and they have uh, the paper towels just on the sink. Mm-hmm. There's no way to grab paper towels There's without not. wetting previous paper that is towels. It's really disgusting. A, a dispenser, I suppose. But that's but who's putting no that dispenser? In their kitchen? Yeah, right. No, you're not putting that in your kitchen, though. Yeah, that's true. I do. It's funny since you started with the bathroom because I had something which I meant to write down and yeah. Now I reminded you. And this should be and could be a commercial for Jersey Mike's. So I go into the bathroom last night. About I would say right after they opened the doors. They open the doors an hour before tip-off. I open the bathroom door, and, you know, there's, like, there's probably 20 urinals in there, and there's, like, a, 10 uh, stalls. 
and I see a man. He is peeing at the urinal while eating his Jersey Mike stop. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Mike. disgusting. Wow. Jersey Mike's so good you can't pee without it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess your other option is put it on the urinal. You don't want to do that. Or you eat your sit. You can hold. Unless this guy. Yeah, especially if they put it in the bag in the, yes, or, or it's can, wrapped. You can sit down and have your sandwich and wait four minutes to yeah. go to the bathroom. That's true. But he, I. He couldn't left, wait. He had his right hand on his thingy. His left hand was eating his. Now, I'll give him credit. He was holding the sandwich over his shoulder so that there would be no urine spray. That was smart. But I he took a he turned and took a bite. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. I don't like in in places like in restaurants where you're using for the most part I believe you're using the same bathroom that the people cooking and preparing your food are. There's not a separate bathroom in the kitchen area. So probably not. Right. So when you go into a bathroom in a restaurant, and this happens sometimes in nicer restaurants, the bathrooms are just not great. And they have like uh the the hand blower instead yeah. of the towel. That's useless to me yep. because now with your not dry, wet hand, you're touching the door handle to get out. True. Disgusting. And now you're going to go prepare my food? That's true. Get lost. And yet we keep going. Yeah, and we've been told over and over again that those those hand dryers just blow the germs around. Right. So. Although the theory is you just washed your hands and killed all the germs. Right, but now you though? Yeah. What like, do you mean? No, you're never going to kill all the germs. Okay. So, they, but that but the problem is you're then touching the door handle to get out Unless from you, somebody who didn't wash their hands. That is very well, and not everybody does. That's no. very true. That is very it's true. Disgu- I'm I'm actually surprised we don't get sicker from going out to restaurants. Well, I guess you build up, the, but you also build up the defense too. That's true. They do say it's good for your body to yeah. build up defense mechanisms. You need germs. What do they say? You need the the bacteria in your stomach. Is that what they say? I believe so. In order yeah. to build up immunity, yeah, the good bacteria. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose. So. I don't know. I just always get like skeeved out, skeeved out by bathrooms. Or they're, if you go, they're gross. Or if you go into a bathroom and 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 the, and the person preparing your food is in the bathroom, and you're like, oh, uh, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. That's horrible. Yeah, horrible. Makes you want to never go out to eat again. Well, just look at what you're eating and realize how where it comes from. Yeah. It also makes you not want to ever eat again. Correct. We were talking uh, during the uh, Boomer and Geo show today. It came up uh, about these, uh, I guess, in New York City, Amazon drivers being yeah. robbed, where people are stealing the Amazon packages yep. or just commandeering the trucks. And it got me thinking, like, why would you, like, if you wanted to be a UPS driver or an Amazon driver, why wouldn't you go do that in the suburbs? Why would you do it in New York City, which seems like an absolute nightmare? I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to drive in New York City, quite frankly. Yeah. It's it's not easy. It's too congested. There are too many rules. You get too many tickets, and there are too many um, trouble spots Yes, for what you have to do and what you have to deliver. I'm with you. I'd rather go in the suburbs where there are driveways. Yeah. Like, I'll, forget New York City. I don't even want to be in North Jersey where right. parking could be difficult. I want to be in central and south and western New Jersey or in Pennsylvania where I can actually pull into someone's driveway, drop off the package, go back in and get out. Yeah. The, even like in uh, in the Jersey Shore area, I see the Amazon drivers. They're quite comfortable. They pull over. Yeah. They go deliver the package. They make more money for driving in tougher spots. Like, it's hard to drive a big truck in New York City. I bet, I'm, I'm sure, I would hope New York pays the most. Right. But I it. think your expenses to be a worker in New York are also more. Like anything well, Uber. How does it work, stuff. though, even with Amazon? Are those drivers employees, or do they own their own Amazon distribution company? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Amazon looks for drivers. Like, when you see the ads, it's it's to be an employee of Amazon. Okay. I think. I don't know. I know you... I do know that you can start your own driving company and work through Amazon. Yeah. I didn't know if they hired drivers or not. I also see sometimes like UPS drivers and Amazon, sometimes they have a very large package to deliver. Yeah. What if you're not of the body type that could pick that up? I believe those are requirements for the job. Really? Yeah, I think so. I wonder what the weight limit is. Like you, like what's the, what's the heaviest thing I can order from Amazon? Uh, Can I get a dresser? Of course. 
Uh, I wonder, like, what's the heaviest get, product? I'll give you one. Give me a heavy product. A weight set. If I bought a weight set oh, off you can, of you, you can buy that Amazon, yeah. they'd deliver it. It'd be like 300 pounds of weights. It could be. Let's see. Ugh. How about a... Well, I can tell you we got our, our trampoline off Amazon. Yeah. That box is pretty heavy with all the steel in it. Yes. Um, that was years ago. How about this? How about a hot water heater? Then you get that on Amazon? Yes. That's got to be heavy, no? Yeah, that's got to be heavy. Water. A hot water heater? No, maybe not. Oh, here it is. Hot water heater on Amazon? Yes, you can. Yeah. That's nuts. No, 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 no. Can't get one on there? No, 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 no. this is like a hot water heater to make tea. I see. That, by the way, I believe would be quite light. Yeah, it would be quite light, yes. I'll tell you what I know you can get on there. would be... The um the stationary bikes those yes. are very heavy very yeah. heavy right and you got your the you're a one person yeah team a foosball table yes P- heavy a pool table pool table all those things are very heavy TVs used to be heavy now they're TVs aren't necessarily heavy but the large TVs the boxes are just so big that yeah. you can't handle it yourself yes they sell bedroom dressers absolutely I'd be an absolutely terrible Amazon UPS driver. I'd be more the speed of, like, um, a postal worker. Like, I could deliver mail. By the way, postal workers got to hustle. Yeah, they got big packages, too. The men and the women? or <laughs> Yes, Jerry, the men and the women both have big packages that deliver the mail. Yeah, I mean, th- ma- and matter of fact, I believe, um, let me think, three of my friends are postal? Yeah, three of them. Two of them do work for, they deliver for UPS or Amazon or something like that on the side as well. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if that's, I think it's allowed because I think they work in conjunction with them now. There's a female Amazon truck driver that has my neighborhood, like drives a pretty decent sized truck. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Like she's a thin woman. It's not like, I'd expect a large woman to be able to handle a truck, Jerry, but a thin, what frail is it, like an 18 wheeler? No, it's not an 18 wheeler, but it's like a UPS truck, but well, for so Amazon. You just put the thing in drive and you put the you foot on the pedal. Corners, you don't oh, want to hit other cars. To drive, though. She needs a what, CDL license for that. What's the difference if she's petite or large? I just feel like it's a larger. knowing how to turn the thing. Yeah. I just feel like a larger woman can commandeer a larger truck. Man, too. Like a larger guy. You don't think you could drive a truck? No. Okay. I'm too frail. Gonna go buy a mini, yeah, a mini I, Cooper. I'd be like one of the yeah, the mini cars, the mini cars. Like I could drive a mail truck. It's not as big as okay as the um, UPS truck. I hear or you. The Amazon You're talking truck. about the big brown Amazon box yeah. truck, yeah, like the big brown UPS truck. What but brown? that's a lot easier though than an 18 wheeler. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially in the suburbs. Now around yeah, here, yeah. still does still difficult. Very tight in the suburbs. Eh. Mm. Not that big a deal. I would like one of the the male men and male women, Jerry. Growing up, they had the Jeep style yes. uh cars. And I feel like back then we were getting a lot of uh mail we were getting a lot more mail delivery. Right, right, right. Who that girl, Jerry? I don't know. <laughs> Probably an intern. I don't think so. Sales girl. I believe so. All right. Uh, well, like we're some sort of zoo animals, Jerry, where they look in at that, us here. Well, that's what just happened. Studio. She's like, who are these professional? Yeah, we've been here for 27 years. Yeah, we got a lot of experience. <laughs> we're thinking about becoming UPS Amazon slash Where do you think those Jeeps are? Where think are those they? are like in Lithuania right now yeah. or something? Terrorists are using them in a foreign country. Oh, I, mean that. I always just... think of that whenever I see an old Toyota truck. I know. And you see it in Cambodia. Yeah. Or Vietnam or China or somewhere. But in some ways, it makes me look at it and go, those are, I bet, really good trucks. Because there's no way the terrorist Iraqis are changing the oil in those things. They're driving them around in the desert. Just keep adding oil. You'll not changing new oil. Just and they're still running. It. Remember, I just keep adding to it. That was my dream car when I was a little kid. Like, I wanted a Toyota pickup truck. Yeah, that I know. so cool. You told me. I agree. The Toyota pickup trucks are some of the nicest ones out there. The yeah. Toyota 4Runner. I love that truck. The Tacoma's great, too. Um, the I would say the only trucks that I've liked as much or more have been the uh, the Avalanche. You yeah. You know, the Chevy Avalanche. And this Ford Raptor is just a gorgeous truck. I'm not sure I could drive one of those. You, you know could. what I'm saying, Jerry? It's a, no, it's a lot of truck. I always find it funny when you see a gigantic truck like that. Yeah. And then the car comes to a stop, and the guy gets out, and he's like five foot three. Yeah, and he's ninety seven pounds. Yeah, you expect a big like mm, that's manly. Really, shouldn't you be in like a 
A small little Honda Fit? Yeah. No. He's in a pickup truck. Eddie's in a small Honda Fit. And Eddie should be in a pickup truck. Right. Eddie would be perfect for a pickup truck. He gets out, pony, you know, gray-haired, ponytail. That's true. Get a cowboy jeans. hat in the side and walk around with it. Really yeah. look good. He would look great. He dog, would. A dog with him sitting yeah. on the passenger seat. Yep. I also saw that uh, Starbucks people are going are gonna be not on strike. They're though they're planning on maybe doing a walkout again. Again? Did we just do this? I know. Here's the thing. Is it? I don't understand. For jobs that you can transfer those skills to another job. Yeah. And Starbucks, I believe, is one of those. Right. You, if you have the skills to work at Starbucks, you can work at probably any number of places. Yeah. Leave and go somewhere else and if you don't like it. I'm with you. And if enough people don't like it, no one's going to want to work at Starbucks. And then they'll be forced to, that's true. Yeah. I hate when they're like, oh, I want to walk out. Why? Yeah. I guess they feel like that's their career. And they want to be paid the way they should be paid. I don't know. I don't know the details of it. But. I actually had so, heard somebody on a podcast talking about this, that people, like, those jobs were not supposed to be career jobs. Mm-hmm. And we've turned them into career jobs and then expect them to be, expect them to treat the employees like they're career employees when that really wasn't what those jobs are meant for. Those jobs were meant for people just starting out in the workforce, yeah. people ending, retiring from the workforce. Like retail jobs, not yeah. management, but like the entry level retail yeah. jobs. But like we, we get mad at those places if they're not like these perfect career long jobs when that's not really what they're built for. Listen, you can just knowing that there's going to be a limit to what you're going to make. Right. Because you can't, you know, I I know, I know you, I know you have an issue when you say owners don't need to make as much as they make or CEOs and stuff like that. Yes. I, I I understand that. I get that. Um, But in a case like a, a retail store, now Starbucks in and of itself, the brand probably makes a fortune but someone i believe owns the local starbucks yes you buy and you put your ass and your life on the line financially to open that starbucks and i don't know top of my head i have no idea what the franchise fee is my guess would be it is a high six figure if not a seven figure number to have the ability to open that store and then to have the ability to then have enough money to build it out Unless the, unless the shopping center builds it out for you, which can be the case in some places. Others, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. And then to have the ability to hope that people come in just because you're Starbucks to where money starts coming in. And if not, you have enough money to pay employees that have done nothing other than sign a couple of pieces of paper that say they'd like to work for you for a fee. If none of that goes right, that owner is out a shit ton of money and no one gives a crap. So... To me, it's okay if they make a lot as long as you are paying your employees what you have to. And, yes, it would be nice if you could pay them a little extra. You give them some bonuses, make them want to work for you. But, man, you are putting so much on the line when you open these places. And it's as if no one gives a crap about that person. And if it wasn't for that person, your fat ass wouldn't have a job there. Correct. Right or wrong. Right. That's why it's funny sometimes when you see like a new place going in somewhere and you go, oh my God, this is not going to make it. How yes. do they not know that? How do I know this? And they don't know I, that. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you see them building out and all the money that's going into that. And you're like, I've seen every restaurant fail in this location. Yeah. What are you doing? All right. So the, What the, are you doing? So here you go. All right. Depending upon where and depending upon construction costs. So I think it's fair to say in Manhattan would be one of the higher to build places out in the Starbucks. country. Okay? Yeah. This is from the Wolf of Franchises.com. So I take All this right. for what it's worth. This could be accurate. This might be a little off. Okay? okay. Um. So they have supposedly, they got rid of the franchise fee not too long ago, but there's a licensing fee now for Starbucks. Which you pay every okay. year, I guess? Which star I... That's a great question. Yeah, because if you're not know. paying a franchise fee, you're probably paying that yearly. Wow. It does. So this one doesn't say. So the uh, this previous article said to open up a licensed Starbucks store, the startup costs, depending upon 
uh, location, minimum $230,000, upwards of $2.4 million. That does, and I listen, I, you don't see Starbucks places closing, but there have been issues socially around where Starbucks have closed. Yes. You're out that money if something happens. If another pandemic hits and no one's going to, and you're not allowed into coffee shops, you're closing. Yes. That money's gone. Gone. I know. And that's what happens with people when they retire. Like they have this idea that when they retire, they're going to, they're going to open a business. Yeah. Hey, you worked all your life to get your retirement and then it's, you sink it into a business that yeah. fails. Well, that's why I think if you're going to start a business, you start a business younger. You don't open a business when you're 70. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for wanting to do something. You know that. I don't know that I would start a business that's going to cost me hundreds of thousands no of dollars at that point. No way. I just don't see it. You know, that to me doesn't make sense. Hmm. I'm trying to think like what type of franchise I could run. I feel like I could run a Jersey Mike's. Of course you could. I feel like I could run a Subway. But I think you want to... I think you want one that you're going to enjoy. Them. Yes. I don't know that you would enjoy running a sandwich shop. Right. Cause you, and it's also, if you're a franchisee, you have to follow the rules. Oh yeah. You can't just decide, you know what? I'm going to make a steak burger and put it on the menu. No, <laughs> no, you can't. Jersey Mike's steak, steak burger. And in, I don't know about Jersey Mike's. I know because my friend owned a subway, you have to buy all the meats and cheeses and everything comes from them. Yeah, because it has to be uniform. And they have it down to a science. They know how much they gave you. They know how much revenue you should be bringing in. And they basically bill you for it. So if you're making sandwiches that are too thick with the ham, uh, that's coming out of your bottom line because you're not some you're, three slices. Yeah. That's it. Set to a specific thickness level on the cutter. And if you screw that up, that's your that's your money that you're losing. It's really interesting. How yeah, that's why I don't get those places like uh, the uh, the the deli in New York, and then what's the place Craig loves in Edison, Harold's. New Jersey, Harold's, where they give you like twelve pounds of meat with as a sandwich, like because they charge what? you forty dollars for the sandwich. Oh, that explains it then. And right? you know what they do? They probably run through like uh, inventory very yeah. quickly. They don't have to worry about losing it. It's a lot of meat. Oh man, no one's buying the turkey. What are we gonna do? Up, oh, someone just ordered a turkey. Fine, just give them the whole damn bird. And the whole two, thing. And two pieces of toast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Jerry? Working. Uh, As working. I do every year. Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys Commanders this year. Yep. Probably run over to my parents' house, bring bagels or something at like 10 yeah. o'clock for an hour, but that's it. Cowboys like a 4 o'clock game or there's like 3? Four, they're 4.30 actually. 4.30. So I will be from 3 until about 9 I'll be in my at-home studio, as they You'll say. be locked in. And then the Friday I'll be here. Do you have a home studio or is it like a desk setup? Like if I looked at your place, I'd be like, this looks like a studio. Um, I would say a little of both. I have it set up with a mixer. I've got the Comrex. I've got the headphones. I've got the computer. I've got you got two- a microphone set up yep, there? Yep. I got two TVs on the wall. Um, I've got the old Boomer and Carton CBS Sports Network uh, wall art, if you will, the giant one that's like seven feet by, by three yeah. feet. So that's hanging behind me. So if I ever put the zoom camera on, it looks pretty cool. Um, I don't have it soundproof though, but it's it's its own. It's probably like like a twelve by twelve room in the basement, um, and it's quiet. So it's it's pretty good. Do you have a microphone on a stand or on an arm like this one? Uh, on a stand. Yeah, because I like to actually pick it up and move it. I don't like the the problem is the the connection for the headset one is a mini plug and you got to get the adapter and I'm just better off with a regular microphone and the I have the uh the stand. Yeah. I would say that it's a studio then. Yeah, if I, I mean, peeked in I'd be like there's a man with a professional you, studio. You could definitely make the case because I've got the desktop plus I have the laptop. The laptop has software equipment on it to edit video and sound and then the computer I use for the computer. And a microphone and two TVs. Jerry, you're yes. set up. That's called so it's set okay. up. Yeah. My big thing I want to do in the next month is I want to redo the basement where it's more of a livable, fun space. Like, I want to I wanna get th- two or three. You know, we have these little video games here. Yes. I want to get the next size one where they're, it's probably three times that size, but not like the big arcade ones. I want to get a few of those downstairs. Uh, I want to move the ping pong table from one side to the other side. I want to hang a couple of TVs on the wall, put a bar in. I think it'd be fun and make it more of a space that I want to go down there and use. And utilize as opposed to right now it's just kind of like that's my office that's uh, 
We don't really go down there for Right. Long. We don't just don't use it enough. You want to make it fun, Jerry. I do. I would like to make it fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm for that. I'm right. I'm nothing but fun. You, I've heard that about yeah. you. Mr. When people fun. think fun, they think of me. They do. That's true. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow morning, Friday. Cool games. Cool games. That's right. You're going to get some sleep at some point today. Oh, am I gonna, I'm going to bed at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock, and then we'll see you uh, at 5 a.m. So, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. No, today's going to be particularly pretty good. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, what is up, the Eddie Scazzeri? You look like someone that eats good, nutritious whole foods. And across from me, his name is Al Mark Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry. It's uh, week 11, is In the right? National Football League, yes. Week 11, and we actually have a pretty good uh, Thursday night game. We normally get a lot of crap games Thursday night. One that you might even stay up for. I'm not, I wouldn't go that far, Jerry. Oh, I'm, not can't, I'm not going to lose sleep over Bengals-Ravens, but uh, I'm intrigued by the game, and I think, uh, you know, when I wake up, I'll certainly come in and go through that highlight no, package. I'm sure you will. You love a good highlight package. Yeah, so something I'm going to be watching for tonight, I see that uh, the Bengals... Uh, posted, then deleted a video that was showing the team arriving in Baltimore. Right. And uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Barrow? Joe Barrow? (laughs) His throwing hand, Jerry, had some sort of brace on it. Okay. Then they deleted it because... What don't they want? They don't want the other team to work the wrist. Correct. Or the hand. Or whatever the hell the problem is. They do not want the Ravens working the throwing hand. That's right. Too late. It's already out there. Yeah. If I know it, Jerry. It lives on forever. If I know it, don't you think the Ravens know that there's something wrong with his hand? Probably. Still got to get to him. Yeah, I'm actually surprised more guys' uh, hands don't get stepped on. Quarterbacks, right? You get thrown down on the ground. Guys are celebrating. They're jumping over you. I'm surprised more hands don't get injured when quarterbacks throw the ball on helmets. Yeah. When they're, you know, especially like it happened to Matthew Stafford in a game three. It's why he's been in and out, I think, because of the thumb. Just like the follow-through hits the top of the helmet. So that surprises me. Yes, I agree that they yeah. don't. there's not more injuries like that. Yeah. Now, can football players, like baseball players, let me ask you this, Jerry. Professional baseball players. Yeah. The, the shoes they're wearing, are those metal cleats? Or those uh, I, I would think so, yeah. Metal. I, I Yeah, I would think so. But football, not. Fo- um, well, football, you wear turf shoes. There's not many grass fields. So they're wearing turf shoes Yeah, um, on the turf. I don't know the answer. I would think no. I would think it's rubber cleats, but I don't Otherwise, know. Imagine you step on Joe Burrow's hand tonight you know, with I, metal I, cleats on. 
It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Baseball, I appreciate yeah, that. because they were metal metal spikes in high school for yeah. baseball. It always seemed dangerous. You slide in the second base and you metal spike a dude right in the yeah. shin. Oh yeah, it can happen. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like you get a sack of quarterback, right? Throw him right to the ground. Everyone's like, "Woo!" They're dancing. They're jumping over. Yeah, step right on my hand. My career could be over. Yeah, it could be. Yes, very I could much lose so. Lose a thumb out there. Yes, you could. Oh, but you know what, I, man? Who's some big defenders on the... Did you uh, wear metal spikes when you played flag no. football? No, not flag football. Come on. I did wear cleats, though. You... you oh, well, I cleats. would expect that, but yeah. not metal not No, metal no, Jerry, no. Okay. The girls on the team were against it. <laughs> soft. They were soft, Jerry. Why is it? I'm just curious. Yeah. Why is it every time that we talk about your flag football... Yeah. It always seems to come back to the girls. Right. With you. They don't know how to play football, <laughs> which is why there's no girls there in the are, NFL. There are some that know how to play football. That's mm, not true. Not a lot of there them. There are. Come on. Yes, there are. Not on my team All back right. in the day, Jerry. Fine. They were running the wrong route, making me look like a <laughs> terrible quarterback. Here we go. Blaming the girls again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so that's uh, Bengals-Ravens tonight. Yeah. I can't name right now off the top of my head a dominant Ravens player, but if I'm the defensive coordinator... Yes. Work the hand. You want to work the hand. Yeah, the right hand to Joe Burrow. You I knock Joe you. Burrow out of the game, guess what? Oh, season's over. Right. And this is a division rival. Yeah. This is a punch a guy in the mouth type of game between the AFC North, Jerry. This is where the battles are at. You know what's so funny? You just said, so I just pulled it up. You yeah. can't name a dominant Raven because the Ravens are good. They're very good. Very good team. And... Top of my head, I'm like, huh, I can't either. Yeah. So I pulled up the depth chart. I got to tell you, aside from, forget dominant player, just a, a name player, and I, I don't mean a, from a Ravens fan. A Ravens fan is going to know his yes. team. But from a, Eddie, you watch the NFL. Could you tell me right now, give me a dominant Raven defensive player? I cannot. Yeah, it's really interesting. Jadavian Clowney is there. Okay, we know that name. That's fine. So that probably qualifies, but... After that, Roquan Smith probably would be the next one. Yeah. Then, I mean, Michael Pierce, Broderick Washington. Nope. Uh, I can't. My eyes are terrible. I can't even see this guy's name. Owen's the last name. This guy. Yeah. Right. Pretty wild, a, actually. They're a dominant unit, Jerry. One well, man no, is they're not, not dominant. standing out. They're, no, they're good. They're not oh. dominant. I don't think the Ravens have a dominant defense. No. This is not 2000. Well, that stinks. <laughs> it doesn't stink. I mean, Ray Lewis ain't walking through the door anytime soon, but they're good. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. How about that? Well, one of those anonymous guys is going to work a hand tonight, Jerry. If they get to him. If they get to him, if right. If they get to him. And Joe Burrow's got to know that now. He's like, do you think the person who posted that on the Bengals social media is... In, got fired? In, yeah, is that person in trouble? Like, why w- <laughs> we're going to play the Ravens. Why would you show... I would say this. Unless he was told specifically to stay away from that, I didn't see the video. My, I'm assuming we're seeing them on the bus getting yeah, to the plane. Getting on the okay. plane yeah. Those are common, and every team does it in college and yeah. in pro sports. So that, to me, unless he was given the directive, then no. That having been said, if Joe Burrow gets hurt tonight and we find out they work the hand because of that video, he's yeah. fired. That guy's like just sinking in his his seat watching the game at home. Uh Uh-oh. Come on, just get to the end of the game. Get to the end of the game. Yep, I agree. The Bengals, uh, the quarterback should just wear those giant mittens when they go in and off a plane so you can't see what's going on with their hands. You want them to wear the mittens that the uh, the baseball players now wear? Yeah. The The oven mitts? Yeah, Yeah. so when you're sliding into second base, no spikeability. I understand. Can't get to you. Or if there's nothing wrong with you, you don't need to wear anything. I never understand when a quarterback, their non-throwing hand has an injury, and they're like, yeah, it's going to affect my game. How? Um, I mean, it can from this standpoint if you have to take a snap from under center. Yeah. So if, like, if you have a left wrist injury, I don't know, I'm just, or a, you have a two broken fingers, I don't know. Yeah. And you got to stick that right hand right up the center's butt. Yeah, right in and the And the butt. left hand is the one that's going to take the pounding from the ball. Right. You could hurt yourself worse, I suppose. But I do agree with you. If you can grip the ball, stand in the shotgun, as long as you can catch it, set and throw, get out there. You think you'd rather be a, a shotgun quarterback, Jerry? Yeah, I like, like the shotgun. Me too. It's, you know, it's funny. When I played quarterback for three games in high school, um, the snap exchange 
a little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I could see that. Because if it's not perfect, it's very easy to drop the ball. That and you'll have times when uh, your lineman will back up and step on your foot. You could, yes, oh, you could trip, or you could trip on the uh, over the foot of the guard. That is true. I do like the shotgun, but that does put more pressure on the center. The one thing about being under center, you get that little drop back, but you also don't have as much time now. Right. So I would say if you were going to give me one or the other, I'd take the shotgun snap. Troy Aikman was one who never took a took a shotgun snap. He was under center. Not never, but he was always under center. Yeah, there were some guys back then that did not like a shotgun. Yeah. Some coaches would not uh, run a shotgun. Tony Dungy would not run a shotgun until he got Peyton Manning. Because Manning wanted it. Yeah, those those years with the Buccaneers, yeah. nothing. By the way, real quick, since you yeah. just mentioned those days when you covered Tampa. Oh, yeah, I was a big-time sports reporter. What, what would you have done? If you were in the uh, press conference room and the coach who was up there looked at you and the room and did this and said this to you. Grow up and learn what it is to ask a tough question. Seriously, we owe you an answer or you owe yourself an opportunity to grow. I say that to all of you young writers. Don't sit in here and just be in awe. This is real. Grow up. You're in the room. Learn how to ask some questions. I'm out. <laughs> Who is that? That's Ed Cooley, the Georgetown coach. That was after the game last night. I guess there weren't many questions Basketball? asked. Basketball? Yeah. Um, he was sitting there with a couple of players, and I guess there weren't many questions asked. Now, the article I read, because I didn't see that last night. We were doing our postgame show on, on 880. Um and I guess, and I thought of you when I saw this this morning, because you always talk about you would be the type that just would stand there with your microphone. And I was very similar, too. I love the one-on-ones, but I always thought, get out of the way of the guys that are there every day and let them do their job. And then when they're gone, you do your one-on-one, because you know that was my job, was to send in three-minute clips that I remember Spitz would have posted on the website back in the day. So when I heard that, I thought of you and me, yeah. I'm like, boy, Ed Cooley going after the young uh, college reporters. Because <laughs> what you didn't want to do is ask a stupid question that then ended the press conference, and then the writers who have to write long articles every day look at you like, you, you? just ruined my night. <laughs> yeah, for your stupid radio show. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that guy, well, just don't be in awe. And that's the tough up. thing. When you first get into the media. Yeah. You walking in that room, yeah. You got the coaches, you got players, you got other media members that you may have looked up to. It is you don't want to say something stupid in there. Well, and it's also a feeling of belonging. I've yeah. always told you the the first time I walked into the Yankee clubhouse, I I wasn't all. I mean, I walked in with my Marantz <laughs> recorder and my microphone. I was filling in for Susan, I believe it was before Sweeney took over and before she went to the broadcast. This I don't remember what year this was. This had to be ninety nine, maybe. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. And I remember walking in, and I, Jeter was, like, available. I'm like, that like, there's Jeter. And I remember I was hesitant. And I went over, and he was super pleasant, but I was nervous as hell. Yeah. And it's like, you're walking around like, I'm in the Yankee clubhouse. It was really cool. It is. It's something you got to get over. Definitely. And when I was uh, doing the Buccaneers, you know, once you're covering a team, you see them every day, then they're no longer the people you're in awe of it's the oh barry sanders is in town yep Yep. you know that then then you go into the visitors locker room and it's yeah well because you get very familiar seeing them every day and they're they become people they're not the superstar for the moment especially if they treat you well right that was like you know tiki with the giants was oh super um cooperative friendly there were other guys in the giant locker room that I thought were going to slip my throat. <laughs> Come here, I'm not kill you, Jerry. They just didn't like you. Yeah, just be. And it wasn't. That was just the way they portrayed themselves. Yeah. I'm not saying they were bad guys, but they came off rough. Tiki, you know who was like that, and he he actually turned out to be a really nice guy. Was um, Coughlin's uh, son, uh, Snee. I always got like bad vibes from him. Really, and then Chris Sean O'Hara Snee? could not have been a nicer guy, and Snee turned out to be a really nice guy. But he just, I don't know, he always looked mad. But then what happens is somebody like Tiki, who's the nice guy in the locker room, he has to answer all the questions because people want to go to him because he he's pleasant to deal with. He would stand there and he would talk for the full hour 
that the media was allowed in the locker room on a Monday. So that maybe is very true. Maybe guys just gave off a vibe like I don't want to talk to this Jerry Rucco asking me a million questions. Let me give off a a mean vibe. Maybe he won't come over here. In fairness, I think it was Paul Schwartz. Paul Schwartz that they had enough of. Oh, <laughs> I'm just is that kidding. right? <laughs> no, they yeah, you were new. You were fresh. They actually in the like room. no. They like Paul a lot. But think of that beat, and it, I mean it's changed a little bit. But Kim Jones at the time was like a. I think she was the first-year reporter for the Star-Ledger when I was doing it in 04. Paul Schwartz was covering the Giants, still is. Um, Neil Best was covering the Giants for Newsday. Now he does media, but still a reporter. Um, eh, And Kim Jones is at Newsday now. Yes, she is. That's right. Mark Canizero was with the Jets, but sometimes he would show up with the Giants. Like All these guys are like lifers. Yeah, they're still there. That is right. How about that? The player, what does Joe Beningo say? You could change the uniform. You can change the uniform. You can change the players. Yes. You can change the stadium. You can change the colors. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. But the media is still there and the same people, Jerry. I'm pretty sure when Ed Cooley called out those reporters, none of those names I just mentioned were there. No. Now it's going to be even worse the next time they go to cover that team. They go, oh my gosh, this guy, I hope you don't yell at us. Well, again. the good news for because I think from the way I read the article is it was mostly Rutgers student reporters. They probably weren't interested in talking to him. Is he a uh, intimidating fellow, this Ed Cooley? Big guy. Big I don't fella. know that he's intimidating. I don't know him personally. I don't know. He's a big guy, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was screaming at the officials last night. Did Rutgers win last night? They did. Oh, nice. They did. They beat the Hoyas. Georgetown Hoyas? What? Georgetown Hoyas? Yeah. Did yes. you not know that that's their name? No, no. I, I didn't know you guys played uh, oh, yeah. Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Last night. They got anybody on that team that wears a gray T-shirt under there? No, but you know top? who's on the team? Who? Dikembe Mutombo's son. Oh, seven foot two, Ryan Mutombo. Seven foot two. Seven foot two. That is right. I once knew a guy who was seven foot four. <laughs> and where was he from? Well, he's from Grenoble, France. <laughs> but unlike uh, Mutombo, he was five hundred twenty-five pounds. Jerry, You're such an idiot. <laughs> and I get the reference, the Patrick Ewing reference with the T-shirt yeah. underneath. Didn't Morning do that too? Yeah, I feel like there was an era where guys did wear, some guys did wear T-shirts under their oh, for sure. tank tops. But I feel like Ewing did it a lot. Yeah, Ewing definitely did. He had a sweating problem. Well, some of us do, yes. Although that was then just soaking up the sweat. Meanwhile, he could have used that sweat when he was Ugh. under the boards, okay. putting in people's faces. Oh, that's disgusting. Armpits. That is, all right, that's nasty. Stop. Take a quick break. We'll reset. We've got a lot to do. We barely hit on anything because I have some fun with Ed Cooley. Uh, 517, we're just getting started. we got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 after 5, what do you say? It is the one-up show. Take it to 6 o'clock, Boomer and Geo then. Little Foo Fighters? Little Foo Fighters, new Foo Fighters. Nice. You know that story, Jerry, about that dude on the 76ers who got hit by a car? Yes. Will you want to try and take a shot at his name? Uh, yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr. Look at you. Look at you, yes. Kelly Oubre Jr. Weird video surfaced yesterday. Yeah, weird video surfaced. And uh, prior to the weird video surfacing... Uh, the 76ers had to come out and say they're standing behind Kelly Oubre Jr. despite police saying they have no evidence he was hit by a car. Well, what's odd was when I saw the video surface, my first thought is, oh, I don't want to see him all banged up or anything like that. And the video was just him walking in with his bike. Yeah, so they have some sort of video of him from the building he lives in. In the hallway leading into his house. And you can hear him telling his wife or girlfriend, I don't know if he's married, that he was hit by, hit a, by car. a car. Yeah, I thought I was going to see a guy, and maybe he was. I don't know. Yeah, I thought when I and I was, I actually debated on clicking it or not because I don't want to be one of these people running to the the mess, yeah. if you will. And I'm like, yeah, I hope he's not too banged up or he's bleeding or you know looks like his arms falling off. I'm like, huh? He's just walking in with his bike. I, it was we very strange. Yeah. 
Now, he does say that he has broken ribs from it. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that it happened. I mean, you would. it's a weird story to make up. It is a weird story to make up, yeah. And you would also think, with all the cameras that are on the streets, there's got to be a video somewhere that well, would I guess show that's something. The, I guess that's the problem. Is, they can't find something yeah, like that. And or an eyewitness, I guess. Or there is. A, yeah, I guess. So I guess this must have been a hit and run if it happened. Well, that's what they claim it was. He claimed it was a hit and run, that, that a guy in a silver car took off. But, yeah, I know when my niece got hit by a car in Philadelphia, in the similar area, uh, they, there's all sorts of, uh, they have videos of everything. Yeah, no, there's cameras everywhere in these big cities. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Very strange situation. Very strange situation. Yeah. Draymond Green, Jerry, he got a, a five-game ban for putting Rudy Gobert in that headlock and choking him out. He did. That's and a rightly so. ban situation. And mostly, I would say, he deserves it because he never let go. Yeah. You want to say that if his defense would have been, and this is what Steve Kerr said, he saw Gobert put his arm around Clay Thompson's neck, although not much of a hold, but he did. If you want to say he grabbed him to get off him and then let him go, fair enough. He looked like he tried to choke him out. Yes. He just kept pulling him further and further away. And he's also a repeat offender, not in terms of trying to choke guys out, but in terms of getting into trouble, doing stupid things, kicking guys in the groin. Like, yeah, I get it. Five games, you're out. I hope it doesn't miss any of those in-tournament games, Jerry. The in-season tournament games? <laughs> yeah, the in-season tournament games. Well, I think he probably will. Yeah. I guess they run them Tuesdays and Fridays. He should miss one, I would think, at he least. He will miss the Friday one yeah. tomorrow. If they have one tomorrow. I don't know if it's every Friday. It's not we every Friday. Know. It what? can't be every Friday. It's so confusing, Jerry. I agree. I completely agree. It's I wonder not... if there... If I, do you think if I Google in-season tournament standings, <laughs> think that comes up? <laughs> yes. Oh, it does. Look at that. Yes, it does. How about that? Stupid. You know what group the Knicks are in? Um, give me a hint. Well, I don't even know what that means. Is there like an <laughs> East, West, North, South? ABC. I'm going to say Knicks are in. There is an East. There's an East and a West. It's East Group A, B, C. I'm going to say Knicks are in Group A. They're the, the Knicks. Knicks are in Group B. Yeah. They're 0 and 1. The Nets are in Group C, I believe. Yes, they are. It's too confusing. Like, this is the stupid part of it. Assuming last night wasn't an in season tournament game, I don't think it was. The Knicks, according to NBA.com, and their in-season tournament standings are 0-1. The Nets are 2-1. How have the Nets played three tournament games and the Knicks have played one? Doesn't seem fair. It's stupid. Doesn't seem fair. I agree. Jerry. I agree. Remember last week, Jerry, we talked about there was a uh, young fella who played for the Colts. His name is Matt Ulrich. Yes. Yeah, he died at the age of 41. Yes. I was like, we never get a cause of death when younger people die. Well, we still yeah. nothing. Yeah, I know. I looked. I, I did look too. It's been a week ago. I think we're on the verge of getting that answer. Because la- yesterday, former NFL wide receiver Devin Wiley died at 35. No cause of death. Yeah. I when younger guys die, I need to know what's going on. I know, I understand. It's very sad. Cuz I'm 54, Jerry. I'm 20 years past this dude. You think if you're at the point we would just say well he was 54. Yeah. No. I agree. 74 is when you can do that. Mm, that's funny because in the past you've said 60. Amazing how you've gotten a little older. I'm a you've pushed that Jerry. number up. Yeah. I just feel like every week I'm seeing a, a, a former athlete dying at 40, yeah, it's not good. 35, and then we don't get any explanation. Well, you would have to go back and look at some of the past tragedies, for yeah. long, if that word fits, and... Go back and Google it now and see if those reasons came out. Yeah. Because I do feel like we kind of, it's sad, but we forget about it because it's not in our everyday life or world. Right. Well, that's why I thought today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google that Matt Ulrich and see if there's an update. And there's not. There's And I I clicked on the news section of Google and there hasn't been updated in uh, a week. Yeah. Well, the average, here's the problem. Okay. Autopsy reports usually completed. Around 60 days. Oof. So you wanted it within six or seven. I thought, yeah. You've got a long way to go. That's a, that's a study from East Tennessee State University. That seems like a very interesting job. What's that? Autopsy. Yeah, I said, but it's also creepy. Yeah, and you're in there with the... Uh, with, uh, with the dead. Yeah. And you always say, what happens to people when they pass away? In this case, 
you're looking at someone who yesterday was alive. Right. Today they're not. Very sad. Their soul goes away, Jerry. Their soul ascends somewhere. If you think so, sure. And then uh, you just have the Or in your body. case, you think they come back as crickets. No, no, no. You come back next level up. <laughs> what next level from human is there? A better life. <laughs> like in next level up, you're... Eddie's dog. No, Eddie's dog would still be under you, Jerry. You're a well, person. That's a pretty good life, living with Eddie as the dog owner. That is a pretty good life. I mean, that's hitting the pet lottery right there. But I'm saying, like, in your next life, you're the play-by-play guy of the Cowboys. Oh, so you come back as another person. Yeah. You're so then the... what are the animals? Well, they haven't even hit. They're not people yet. They're getting So there. the animals that die come back as people. Eventually. People that die don't come back as animals. No. Well, like, then what? Uh, time You out. are time an animal out. in a previous Hold on. I'm calling time. BS on this. Then how come talking about grandma as a bird, uh, what does that mean? Those people are wrong. Based on what? Well, that, that's Science. different. You're, uh, the the Hindu. Uh, yeah. Caste it, system. It, if, if you're not a, if you didn't do a good job, then you go down. Oh. So you would go from a human to an animal. Okay. Or from a high class human to one of the lower cats. So and, I'm not being and funny. If you suck or are an evil at that, then you go down to be a dog. Oh, okay. So et cetera. Very, very serious question then based on that. For everyone that thinks that a past relative or a relative that has passed on is following them, is watching them, is over them as a bird or as a whatever, that's, as a butterfly. That's a different mythology, what you're talking about. But you're saying, Jerry, those people did wrong in this their life. Right. Specifically in Hindu, it's where you, that's where you go up and down okay. based on what you did. Only based on the Hindu religion. Correct. Okay. So then. But it, you're saying like, oh, like if grandma's watching over me, it's just that's a that's a whole Judeo-Christian thing. or Aha. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that's part of Christianity. I don't know where we come up with this stuff. A lot frankly. of people think ladybugs are your close relatives who've passed. And all we do is flick them off us. Well, you're not supposed to. What do you mean not supposed to? You have a ladybug on your arm. You don't flick it off you? Women do not flick ladybugs because they are the ones that believe that they're your past relatives. Okay. They're actually very beneficial insects also. You know, I didn't say kill them. I said flick it off you and then let it fly away. Yeah, fling them to another part of the ecoverse. That's all. So if so if Gina had seriously if a if a ladybug flew on Gina's face that she's good with that she's gonna let it sit there no or she's gonna flick it off her face she'll probably flick of it off her face of course she will yeah. right flick and think later you definitely don't kill a ladybug though no I wouldn't I wouldn't do that there they're goes, nice insects there goes my aunt yeah <laughs> <laughs> squished no I wouldn't kill a ladybug either and the ladybug in heaven be like. I tried to visit Jerry. He squished me. <laughs> I did not squish a ladybug. <laughs> he squished that your, is not true. You squished your aunt. No, that's not true. So I would not do that. I'm just gonna keep I'm just saying, Jerry, I'm gonna keep an eye out for anyone who passes I understand. too soon. I gotcha. And we go no cause of death. Why it's taking sixty days to figure out what's going on, I don't understand it. That should be uh, I should come in today as an autopsy person and be like, I'm gonna start work today at six. I'll have an answer to you by one. <laughs> but just minimize what they do a little more. <laughs> It takes time. What's wrong with you? They got to run tests on the blood. They got to check the organs. I can stop that. I can have an. Yeah, I guess unless it's an obvious. And one. you're also making the case that they've only got one body to work on. Right. They probably have multiple bodies. Uh, yeah, I would. Th- I mean, although it's probably an easy day when you come in and it's like gunshot wound. Oh, that's an easy one. No, it's... no. I'm just saying it's an easy. There's no mystery. They were gunshot. Most wounded. likely, that's probably yeah. true. You also have to determine if the gunshot wound was. Before or after they were dead. Ah, you're right. Because you never know. Depends upon where the body. But what are we doing? I don't know. Why are we talking about death right now? Trying to explain the world, Jerry. Like we always do. Because you're concerned about young players passing away long before they should. And I want answers. I I got it. I I got it. We need answers, Jerry. We're at a time in our lives and we are at optimal health. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like this isn't like the you 19, are. I'm not at optimal health. 1920s right when people were were passing away younger. Well, and looking a lot older at our age. Yes, a lot older. So True. I told you the other day I saw the the thing about Archie Bunker and Edith. Yes, Archie and Edith. And I saw, and then I came across the show on what's that? What, what TV? A Pluto. Pluto TV. I saw there's an All in the Family channel, and I put it in. I looked at what season it was. I looked up the year, and Archie Bunker looks older than my father, who is 75 himself. And Archie was 48. 
Carol O'Connor, right? That was yeah, his name? Yeah, Carol O'Connor. He was 48 and she was 46, and she looks older than my mom. I used to do an impression of Edith Bunker. Oh, God. I, I, hope, this I, is as, I hope this is just as good as your Dan Rather. <laughs> oh, Archie. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's not terrible. Why would you ever have practiced that? I don't know. As it's... opposed to Meathead. Like, why would you <laughs> not practice boring. Archie? Because <laughs> it was boring? Meathead was boring. Do you think that she was a naughty lady <laughs> when she wasn't Edith? Edith? No, Edith wasn't. She was very, you know, timid. Oh, you're saying but do you, the actress. I forget what her name is. Do you think she was naughty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> naughty Edith. Away from the cameras? Yeah. <laughs> because and... those are the ones that surprise you. Yes. You see that persona on TV. She's this shy, nice, but you never know. On Friday nights when the cameras aren't rolling, we're dressed in leather and <laughs> we're right, having that, a blast. That voice disappears and she's like, come on, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me, Archie. <laughs> I know Archie Bunker and Archie Manning. Those are the only Ar- and Archie oh, from the God comics. Almighty, yes. Those are all the Archies. You, mm, that's got to be difficult when you're acting and you're in an acting relationship and then you're with your real significant other, right. not to call that person your fate. Like, I'm sure there's been times you've been with Gina, and you were like, oh, Eddie. <laughs> uh, Eddie, real quick. Oh. Yes, it happens. I'm sure it does. You're with him for five hours a day, every day. <laughs> yes. Work you're, spouse, yes. That's Work what spouse, I mean. yep. Exactly. Oh, Eddie. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. It's 530. <laughs> Uh, when we come back, we got more to do. We'll get into the Knicks. Probably not. Uh, they did beat the Hawks last night. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, great friends. Great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. You know what's so funny about that clip we just heard? What's that? Guess who did the Nick game last night on MSG? Who? Gus Johnson. Was that Gus Johnson there? Oh, God. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yes. It was. That was Gus Johnson. I knew that, Jerry, for the audience. I He's guess. been out west doing, you know, he's been working for Fox, so he doesn't do Nick games anymore. So. Yeah. He's kind of off my radar now. Yeah. And I guess something's up. I don't know what's going on with Ed Cohen, who does the games on the radio. He's been out. Like, Is that right? I think the entire season so far. So Don LaGreca has been doing the Nick games on radio, and they got Gus to fill in for Mike Breen. All right. How about that? How about that? I have uh, two different people, Jerry, sent me a photograph of uh, um, Gene Stapleton, who was Edith Bunker. Yeah. Uh, They sent me a picture of her with uh, Alice Cooper at a party. Oh, yeah. And she's in some sort of, like... Sexy dress. That's what I mean. Edith Bunker. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Did she let her hair down, or she does she look the same other than the her clothes? She just, she looks a little more rock and roll. Nice. Her and Alice Cooper. He looks like he's like, hey, look at me with Edith Bunker. Do you think Jean was a a wild woman? Yes, it appears in this in these photographs. Very possible. Oh yeah, Jerry. We've got uh, Garrett Cole won the Cy Young Award. Yes. That's pretty cool. Did you see the awkward moment on TV with him and his wife? I did. I did. Uh, I felt that was a very unfair thing for Pedro Martinez to do to him. Oh, I thought he gave him a layup. She's standing right next to him. So what did he ask this Pedro Martinez? I have to ask you, and it's a little bit of a deeper question. If you have to name someone who you want to have with you receiving the trophy. Okay. All good right there. I I get what he's saying, and, and he could have paused, but he gave him a layup and a hint as he continued. Because of how much he means to you or she means oh. or that person that you want to really think of when you receive the trophy, who would that be? One, two, oh. three, four, five, six. I think it would probably be... It would be t- it would be tough not to say Amy right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, squeezing my thigh really hard right now. <laughs> yeah, since she's here. <laughs> Boy, she's a very pretty woman, Jerry. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I think they've been together a very long time. Yes, he, in his answer, he said something about that she's been with him since they were like in 
the kids. High school. I don't know if they were together, but they've known each other since yeah. they were kids. Yeah. So, by the way, congratulations to him. He's the one we talked about him all year long when the Yankees were in the playoff mix and even when they fell out of the playoff mix, that every fifth day he went out there and he pitched his ass off. Yeah. And he was worth every penny, gave him everything he had, and it felt like, now he didn't win every game, clearly, but it felt like every time he took the mound, they were going to win. That's how you felt. He was like the one consistent Yankee. Yeah, he was great. He really was great. He earned his money this year. And then uh, Blake Snell won it in the NL. That's the Rona guy? From the Rays. Yeah, he didn't want yeah. to get coronavirus back yeah. in the day. Right. But he won it. And now I guess he's available to be he's a Is free Blake agent? Snell a free agent? Yeah, because uh, I was reading an article that both the Yankees and, the, and Mets the Mets and the Phillies were all in the mix. Imagine the Yankees had AL, they had two Cy Young sure. on their uh, team going yeah. into next season. I, yes, I could see that. What? I could definitely see that. By I, the way, the Pirates aren't interested. Sure, they could use a good lefty. <laughs> No, no. The Nationals, no. No, turns out this guy's going to want some major cash. It really is made. Did you see? Did you catch any of Ron Washington? No. Yes. Love Ron Washington. So I'm gonna, now. Let's go back to Ed Cooley, who was not yelling, but he was trying to teach the young reporters a lesson. Yes. Ask and some questions. And they probably walked out of there like, "What just happened?" How about the way the media reacts to Washington in L.A. yesterday? for his introductory introductory press conference as Angels manager when he says this. Once we get things together and we get these guys together in spring training and start the work, our whole focus is going to be to run the West down. And you can take that to the bank and deposit it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. They're have supposed we, to be unbiased. Ha, have we ever seen that in New York? Um, maybe no. we have. I don't. I can't think of a time... When the media stood and cheered for something, I don't know, a manager or player said. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and nothing to do with obviously health of people or like a good, you know, I don't mean that. I mean, that's just a guy who just got the job and we're going to run down this division. Yeah, woo. Like, weird. That is weird. A little weird. Ron also, Washington's a character. He'll, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be good out there, but fun. I actually, as you were starting to tell the story of Ron Washington, I was like, what team is he now? <laughs> I know he just got a manager's job. That's right. And I know Dusty Baker just left. Did he take Dusty Baker's job? No. Nope, nope, That's nope. what I was He took Phil thought. Nevin's job. Phil Nevin. He All was right. the manager in Los Angeles. He used to be the third base coach for the Yankees. Remember, you always say it's so easy to do that. Well, he got fired. Oh, yeah, third base. Like, just like, go or don't go. Yeah, well, he kept saying go when they yeah. kept being thrown out, and so they threw him out. But but I'm with him. I would send my guys because the chances of a of a throw from the outfield being online, the catcher catching it in that big oversized mitt and putting the tag in is almost impossible. Uh, it's actually a lot more common than you know. Almost impossible, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, the Boston Herald reporter by the name of Andrew Callahan said, Jerry, that the vast majority of players on the Patriots are done with Mac Jones. He said like 80%. That's a lot of players. That's a lot of players. That's, that's like 40 players. <laughs> Don't like them. Well, Don't not, want them. I actually felt bad for Mac Jones when he was getting screamed at by Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He looked like he was just down and out. Yes. And why am I Why am I terrible at this level? He should come here. We love our quarterbacks here, no matter uh, how terrible you are. Mm. No, we'll take you. Stay in New England. So uh, no, uh, Bill Belichick still hasn't said who's quarterbacking. How will the team prepare, Jerry? Is yeah. this going to be Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones? Please. One bad quarterback to the next. And then um, I actually almost said Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito officially gets the start. Are we going to do this every week where like he has to officially be named starter? I think... Or we just assume at this point he's starting? No, I wouldn't assume because it certainly sounds like when Tyrod Taylor is healthy that he will come back and be the quarterback. So he's still out. Tommy DeVito gets to start. And I think he's out at least at least two more weeks. So we should get DeVito time unless they go to unless he's so awful this week in Washington where they go to Matt Barkley, where that could then be is it going to be DeVito or Barkley. But I will tell you, like I said the other day, the way I saw him throw the ball, I would let the I would the game plan for me this week, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw it as much as Sam Howell. Let's see what the kids yes. got. You got nothing to lose now. You're two and eight. The season's over. Right. Let's see what you got. They got the uh, 1 o'clock game in Washington. Yes, I know you'll be locked in on that one. 
Hell yeah, Jerry. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo will be standing by. Odyssey Sports Minute brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Amy Lawrence talking about that NBA suspension. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, now we've got about uh, 30 seconds or so, and the guys are standing by. What else you got? I see uh, baseball wants to adjust the pitching clock again, Jerry. Well, it was fine. What are we adjusting? It was well, fine. Unfortunately, the games uh, towards the end of the season were seven minutes longer. No, no, dude, we don't and need we to adjust We can't have it. that. How about we cut out a commercial or two? That we can't do, Jerry. Yeah, no, no, we could. We don't need to change it. They changed it. It worked. Stop it. They're going to change it Stop from it. Of runners on base. You used to have 20 seconds. Now you have oh, 18 God, seconds. Enough, enough, enough. We don't need to keep making adjustments. It's good now. I like it. I like Get the ball. You pitch it. You, you know, you, you want, no time. You want that condensed game in real time. <laughs> WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.